Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Brad Webb, where the topics are relevant and serve with truth, transparency, and some much-needed realness. In this episode, we're talking to Matt and Shannon about the dynamic transitions of a blended family, everything about starting over, relationships, and adding a new baby, a real gospel gumbo, if you please. Here's your host, Brad Webb. All right, guys. Hey, welcome back today to our podcast, and we're excited about some new guests that we have for you. We are going through the subject of transitions. You know, we talked about that in our introduction, how in, um, in the book of Ecclesiastes, it talks about under the sun, there's a time and a season for everything. We talk about that uh, right now as a the nature has four seasons that it likes to walk through, and uh, we have those for particular reasons where uh, it goes into the winter and then into the spring and into the summer, into the fall, and every one of those seasons has an important part in nature's life. Uh, we're just now finishing up that wonderful season that we call pollen and um, trying to overcome that, but um, it's important. It's where that short-lived season, thank you, Jesus, is uh, important because it's when all of nature is putting forth its buds. I have found as a pastor, though, that many times people seem to resent the new seasons and the new times in their life and how everything is changing and evolving. And so many times those uh, important parts in their life, they kind of really become bitter about those new seasons. And so today we want to talk about what it means to walk through a transition to walk through a new season in your life. And our guests today are Matt and Shannon Johns, and you guys are very important to my life personally. God has blessed me with a front row seat of watching this new season in your life, and some of them happening very quickly. Today, they're going to talk to us about what it means to be part of a blended family and how when God takes the best of two different people and brings them together for such a time as this. Many times, he's bringing things that we once thought was a failure, or we may once thought was a, a point of depression and a weakness. And man, when he couples that together with somebody new, all of a sudden what we may used to have resented is now something that is a special jewel. So we're going to talk about that in a blended family. And then also because you guys are mom and dad to a brand new baby girl that seems to steal the show everywhere that you guys seem to put your feet down. And uh, so we want to talk to you about what that means, like that season now from uh, having her there and what that looks like is is new parents. Matt, this is your your first uh, baby, and uh, man, what that means for you as a, a dad. So uh, let's just jump right into it. So, hey, why don't you just tell us real quick kind of how you guys met? Matt, why don't you take the lead on that? <laughs> Would love to. Uh, so Shannon's best friend, uh, Laura, uh, is a the wife of another, another pastor friend of mine, Dustin McDavid. And uh, I'd gone through a divorce, and like I think maybe the day after she started calling saying, hey, I've got somebody for you. Well, obviously I wasn't ready, so I, I took about a year before I wanted to even date again. And uh, also, Shannon had kids, or has mm-hmm. kids. You still Two. have them, right? <laughs> yes, I still have them. <laughs> so uh, I, I said a couple things. One, I'm not ready. Secondly, she's got kids, and I never wanted a single one, so that's just not going to happen. And she showed me some pictures, and I was like, "Okay, this is like supermodel material. So maybe I could, <laughs> maybe sweet. I could reconsider a couple other things." So uh, as, as the year went by, or whatever, um, Laura actually forced it. Uh, she went back home to Louisville, Kentucky, where Shannon's from, for Christmas, and Facetimed me from up there. And I was talking to Laura for a second. She passed the phone to Shannon. Shannon's drop dead gorgeous. So I immediately was infatuated, and which was great. That was kind of a cool surface level thing. But the next morning, she sent a text message that she was praying for me and it's just some really good scriptural stuff. And I knew there was something different about her that second. 
and I pursued her really hard for a week. She didn't respond <laughs> once, and I thought, okay, she realized pretty early on that she's out of my league. But uh, after that week went by, uh, she reached back out, and we hit it off. I think two weeks later, I flew her down, and the rest was history. Mm-hmm. So. How long ago was that? That was uh that Christmas would have been 2016. It's two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, two Shannon, years ago. tell us tell us about that story from your side. I mean, when your friend reached out to you, um, I was open to the idea. After my divorce, I didn't want to date um, because of my kids, and obviously, for I wanted some personal growth in that time frame. So, um, I was just now like just ending that year, and Laura said, "Hey, there's somebody I'd like you to talk to." And, um, I was like, I'm open to the idea. Yeah. Why not? Sounds good. And yeah, FaceTimed and the rest is history. All right. Hey, one of the cool parts, man, that just really jumps out at me is because so many times people end up divorced. Matter of fact, today over 50% Mm -hmm. of people find themselves in a, in a a failing marriage and end up divorced. I think the greatest treasure right here is that, man, I wouldn't end it for you is that God had something special and uh, man, that that's the first thing, the first transition, because when you get married and and now when that ends and you're like, man, what next? I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of times that's a season that uh, you didn't anticipate maybe, and maybe it wasn't even a season that you chose. It was more thrust upon you. Mm-hmm. And then you're thinking, man, where do I go from here? You know, does God really love me? Does God really care about me? And if I'm really a believer because I think a lot of believers struggle with that. God, why did you let this happen? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, wasn't that a, the fact that God let the sun shine again yes, sir. on That's your awesome. life and in your relation? Uh, did, did you guys struggle with some of those feelings, Shannon? Just I like, did. I felt broken. I, I felt, who's going to want a 30-some-year-old with two children who's has Not mad. He already said he and did. And <laughs> deal with a crazy ex-husband. Like, I was, no one's going to, no one's going to want me. So I'm not even going to date. I don't even want to try again. Yeah, that hopelessness feeling that I was going to focus on me and my kids. And then this guy showed up, you know, mm-hmm. and it was it was God ordained for sure. Absolutely. That's awesome. So so talk a little bit about that. You know, Matt, you shared, uh, man, you, you wasn't ready and then you were ready. But then she had kids and you didn't really want children. I mean, if you could see this guy with his little baby girl. I mean, like <laughs> he's such a good dad. She is uh, she has him right where she wants him mm-hmm. and uh so uh I mean, that that transition in your life cuz now now you've found somebody that you want to talk to and um now you're this new season, but man, she has a lot coming mm-hmm. with her and so now you have to be dad. You know, you you ended up being dad to two kids that live quite a ways away and all the challenges that come with that. But mm-hmm. I mean, what, what was God doing in your life when you were, when you were coming to the point of actually having a conversation? Uh, it was so started with the same type of brokenness. I think we talked about this earlier this week or last week that we both struggled with the, the concept of that failure of, of mm-hmm. previous marriage. Right. And, uh, it's, I mean, for me, it's like the largest failure in my life. And both of us, in spite of the miserable situations we were in, tried our best to hang on to that because we we felt like we we're supposed to. We made a commitment in front of God and everybody made a vow. And so, but the, the others are the ones that wanted out at that point. And that kind of works to give us a little bit of grace that mm-hmm. we, to not have to deal with so much of the guilt, right? So started with that whole thing of failure and not knowing it. Well, this obviously isn't for me. There must be something that's not right with me. I can't, I can't make a relationship work long-term with somebody, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, coming from that point and then having a year of not dating or talking to anybody and uh, going through that stage where you dip pretty low, and then uh, we're good. 
sorry. Um, going through all of that uh, and, and coming to a point of meeting her and, and having this reawakening. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, to, to basically have an opportunity to, to, one, to try again and then to have the desire to actually want to because God did something special with her. Mm-hmm. And that that's amazing because... Um, it really, we really was going to talk about the blended families, but you can't talk about a blended family till you talk about how you ended up where you were, mm-hmm. that those two things came together. And you know, that's one of my favorite verses in the old Testament. Um, there's Esther, you know, Mordecai is saying, you, you, you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta go and you gotta go before the King. And, and, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, I mean, the, the risk is too great. Mm-hmm. And he's like, for such a time as this. God has put you right where you are. And I, I think that's one of the most beautiful things is that we look at all those failures and we say, who would want me? Your word, mm-hmm. Shannon, mm-hmm. Uh, things that I have felt. And and then you're like, God's God's like, I'm just preparing you. Mm-hmm. I'm getting you to the place. And, um, you know, there's one thing that I think a lot of people uh, don't understand is there's an Old Testament principle dealing with divorce. It has to do with hardness of heart. And, um, and there's a lot of people that may be listening to this podcast right now and they find themselves in a place where their heart is becoming so hard and, uh, they feel like there's just no way out. And you're right, man, when you do the right thing and you do the noble thing, um, God has a way of always coming back and honoring that. And so I just wonder what would be one word of encouragement to, I want you to think about this for a minute, um, that you could give to somebody that's listening to us that has just gone through that divorce and they're thinking, man, I'll never smile again. Mm-hmm. I'll never laugh again. I'll never love again. You know, I'm middle age. You know, anybody that does come to me, they're probably going to have baggage. Mm-hmm. And uh, what would be one word of encouragement that you would just want to share with them, Matt? Pray. Pray? Oh, pray. Stay faithful. That There's a brighter day coming, mm-hmm. uh, and that's super cliche. But uh, I had a friend that just went through this uh, last year or so, and I was in a position because of what I'd gone through to be able to minister to him. And uh, there, I, I, it's hard to remember, or it's easy to forget in that moment the despair that you feel, mm-hmm. right? I, I can remember now thinking back on it, that I couldn't be alone for the first several weeks. Like I, I, it would drive me nuts. So I'd have to make sure my roommate was going to be at the apartment, or I'd have to go to somebody's house because I could not handle being by myself. And uh, this guy was in that spot. I said, "Look, I, I'm telling you, I was right there. It gets better. I think you get to your deepest low before you reach your next highest high." And uh, that's exactly what happened in our situation. And uh, it, was, it gave me the opportunity to minister to him that way. And it was, I'm really thankful for it. And going back to that Ecclesiastes passage, you know, the Bible says there's a time for weeping, mm-hmm. a time for crying, and a time to move on from that. And so, man, that's great. And I just thank you for sharing that. I mean, I know that's some, kind of hard, but can I ask you this question, Shannon? Mm-hmm. Is there a week that goes by that you find yourself not being able to use what you went through to encourage somebody else? Not at all. And that's the most rewarding part. You know, Matt just shared last week, he shared that. Because, man, God is digging up gems in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, and he wants to take that. You think about the pearl, you know, that that oyster has to go through all that agonizing pain of that piece of sand being inside that oyster. And uh, how the agony that it's going through ends up producing a pearl that people love to wear. And, man, I just want you to know, if you're out there listening to this podcast and you're walking through these levels of despair, maybe you're going through a failed marriage, 
man, just start looking for pearls. Mm -hmm. Just start looking for pearls all along the way because God's going to take your greatest pain, your greatest failure, and use it as your greatest success. So getting that heaviness out of the way, (laughs) uh, man, thank you for sharing that. I know that's some personal personal thought there. Matt, just talk to us a little bit. I I remember, I mean, you and I had met and had lunch before you started helping us uh, with lead worship at Family of Grace, and you you were dating Shannon, and then you guys were married, and... uh, Talk to us about some of the things that you had to personally come to terms with before you said, Shannon, will you marry me in relation to dealing with not just her two children um, that are not little children. I mean, they're what, uh, what are their ages? 12, uh, 10 and 12. 10 and 12. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right at that adolescent preteen age, um, what were some things that you had to come to terms with uh, to settle before you could really... <laughs> Uh, say, hey, will you marry me? I think the easy answer is the the extra responsibility, right? Uh, I don't get to I don't get to be a kid anymore if I'm going to be a parent. That was that was kind of the easy one to to come to terms with. The, the bigger one was the the fear of that I was going to be the worst part of both of my dads. Uh, I've got a stepdad and a real dad that uh, or a biological dad, however you want to say that. That both are amazing men in some regards and both have their flaws in other regards. And my biggest fear was that. And I don't know why I had this. It was that I was going to be the worst version of both of them. Um, and I could see that being a stepdad to, to her kids, right? And I, I was so worried that I would be everything negative that I saw in the other two. And uh, she said, I think the fact that, that you're being so wary of it is going to keep you on point to kind of mm-hmm. lean the other way. And uh, I think there, there's some issues. Uh, so Liam is her her boy, He's but he's the younger Biological. of the two. Mm-hmm. The other one, uh, Kiera... <laughs> talking to her like she's a piece of meat or something but Kiara was adopted um and she had some extra baggage because her biological mom gave her up twice so she's got some other stuff to deal with and so when the new guy comes into the picture new boyfriend whatever uh there's no real threat at first right so they were easy easy to get along with like we were having a good time it was fun but the second that I became a perceived threat that I was going to take some of their mom's affection or that I was going to take some of her time away from them it got nasty real quick, and so there was the weight of learning how to deal with that and to to not be oppressive, but to be caring and understanding and slow to anger, um, to really live out what it is to be a Christian in spite of some pretty strong slings being thrown at you. That's a, that's a, that's a lot, and you know, I, I, a lot of times in before people are married, and I go through some premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. You you brought out what I asked them to do. I said, just write down the positive characteristics of your mom and your dad, and the <laughs> negative. Because there's those things they're great at, and you say, mm-hmm. I want that in my life. But then there's those things that all of us, we're human. Nobody's going to not have negative characteristics. Right. And so, but you know, Matt, I was thinking because you were just you were just walking out that verse in Revelations where it says that Satan is the accuser of the brethren mm-hmm. and how he wants to accuse us. And he wants to defeat us psychologically before we ever started. And, um, man, in that aspect, you may be out there and you may be saying, going through the same thing that Matt was just talking about, and you're scared to move forward because, you know, it, who's accusing you of that? God said, I have a, I know the plans that I have for you to give you a hope and a future. But uh, Satan, all he wants to do is point out those weaknesses. And so, I, man, uh, understand understand our weaknesses and, and those around us, but then understand the what the kids may be struggling with so that that that's that's heavy man shannon what about you what you know when you were thinking about that before he asked the question i know you'd probably already had thought about 
being Miss John's and mm-hmm. um, what that looked like. And so what was what was some of the struggles that you were, were dealing with in relation to your children? Um, I think for me, the move, moving away from my children and coming down here, um, pretty much giving up everything to be with Matt and knowing that that was going to hurt my children, that was tough. Um, but I, I trust, I'm faithful and I, I trust the Lord and he's, he's going to take care of it. Um, and he has, and I've seen small victories throughout the past couple of years, but, um, the biggest thing with the kids and with Matt is, um, allowing him to have the authority to discipline the children, um, and being okay with allowing, like letting go of that control and, um, letting him be a disciplinarian to them. Um, can we stop right there yeah, and talk yeah, about that? Absolutely. Because I think that's something there's a lot of people that may be struggling with right now mm-hmm. that are in a blended relationship. What did that look like? I mean, did that, was that you and the Lord? Just re- I know, I know it started with that, mm-hmm. you know, having to be okay with that. But I mean, did that come to just a face to face time with you and Matt where you said, here's what it looks like. And like, how, how did that, how did you come to terms with that? Well, I go back to Luke 14 where, you know, Jesus says um, to be a disciple, you have to give up everything. And so that really s- stuck with me. And I have to give up that control. I have to allow him to discipline the children, to disciple them, and and not constantly feel like because he hasn't been a parent before, he doesn't know what he's doing. I trust him completely with my children, and I trust his judgment and so when he is disciplining them, I take a step back and I allow him to do I think I do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to misspeak, but um it's sometimes it's tough because I feel like I know better, but I do allow him. And I think we've had those conversations where he says, Do you think I'm being too rough? Do you think I'm doing the right thing? And um he he always he does such a he doesn't give himself enough credit. Mm-hmm. Um because he does take both of those strengths from his, his parents. Um, and he uses that towards the kids and like Liam right now, Liam calls him and will tell him about his day, about his new girlfriend, um, wants to talk to him more than he wants to talk to me. And I love that because he disciplines Liam. He's creating that respect. And now he's going to him for, you know, you just said something personal conversations it's awesome you said something that was so important he's disciplining him Mm -hmm. guys there's a dis there's a difference between discipline and punishment Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of parents they're trying to figure out what to do because as matt said earlier the the children are protective they naturally have their protective instincts Mm -hmm. up and um and then we end up trying to punish punish them but punishment looks backwards and it mm-hmm. looks at what you did and says, because you did that, you deserve this. But discipline looks forward. And it says, yes, you did this. And so there's a consequence. Mm-hmm. But what are we going to gain right. from that consequence? You know, and so that's a good, man, that, man, I believe that's one of the key successes is that discipline is so much different than, you know, what should your punishment be? Mm-hmm. Punishment completely looks in the rearview mirror where discipline looks forward and says, I love you. And I think that's one of the things that you're seeing Mm -hmm. because you love him and you're enforcing, you know, you're enforcing things in his life that's causing him to earn respect Mm -hmm. in in your life. So that, that's huge. That's a huge Mm -hmm. thing. I 
Uh, Matt, is there something you want to share on that? Just the struggle you had with that? Yeah, I mean, on the front end, and first of all, to her credit, she's been fantastic about uh, about allowing me to to figure it out, right? Because this is all brand new to me. Uh, to the point of screwing it up a couple times, if we're being honest, uh, there's been a lot of discipline. But there's a couple times I wish I could take back and done it better, but having screwed that up and her allowing me to make that mistake and then try to come back and fix it and learn how to do better. Uh, it's provided the opportunity to where now, uh, when we're doing something like exactly what you said, I mean, I've never framed it that way, but you're, you're looking forward. So it's sitting down like, this is why that's what you just did is a problem. And here's why we don't want you doing it moving forward. Like we're about making you become a man, a great man. And we always say a man of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want you to treat women right. You know, you can't be hitting your sister. You can't hit mm-hmm. your mom, all that kind of, you know, little stuff like mm-hmm. that, but framing it in, we're not just punishing you for what you just did we're trying to build you the way that you need to be for the future mm-hmm. and shannon you said something that's very important in parenting um you know they say by the time a young a young boy is eight years old mm-hmm. that the mom needs to let him go and 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 push him towards the dad mm-hmm. because it you know in those formative years they just want their mom mm-hmm. but then as they get older they need that role model and so that's important Hey, I want to ask you one more question going back to something you said, Shannon, um, sure. because I watched the process. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I said earlier I had a front row seat, and I literally did. And and I watched you go through the struggle uh, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how long do you think it took you, and, and this is just estimation, um, before you were released? Because I watched you carry some of that weight Mm-hmm. You know, and it and it really affected your whole countenance because you were going through this transition mm-hmm. um, of moving into this blended relationship now. But how long do you think it took you as a mom uh, to really start feeling the pressure of that lifting off of you? Um, I don't know. I can't really. It just happened. It huh? just happened. Yeah. yeah, it was just really all natural. Um, and I'd like to go back to. Um, him and Kiera as well because okay. we've talked about him and Liam and how he has disciplined Liam but him and Kiera we where I'm weak he is so strong and where I'm vice strong versa. and vice versa and it just works so well and Kiera with me is oh my gosh like <laughs> she's a struggle um and where I can't like it takes extra effort for me to love her like I really have to dig down um, and for being quite honest, yeah, she knows how to push your buttons. She knows how to push my buttons, but he, it is so natural for him to love on her and pour into her. And it's, it's the opposite with Liam. Yes, it is. And so when we got together and I just saw that naturally occurring, I was so grateful. And you know, you just know you're supposed to be where you are when, when things occur like that. And, um, I'm just super blessed that we work that well together. Um, Again, it was God ordained. Amen. That's huge. And I would agree with your statement because, you know, I shared that I watched you kind of carry that weight. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know, just one day it wasn't there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, um, you just were a whole brand new person. Your whole countenance had changed. And I mean, it's not that you were long face and all that, but you can just tell when somebody has a spirit of heaviness Mm -hmm. on them. And and one day it was just, you know, I, I think of that old song that says burdens are lifted at Calvary. And I believe, as you said, you just kept going back to the Lord and laying mm-hmm. that at his feet. And then one day he truly took that burden from you. And mm-hmm. man, it has been a, a privilege to watch this whole blending 
take place and with the children mm-hmm. and uh, to watch them grow through it um, and, and grow to a whole new understanding. And um, Matt, uh, you know, when you think about that and, and, you know, you say I was never a parent, but, you know, you're talking about your dads. Uh, I mean, is that where you gained a lot of your insight was was from your fathers? and Absolutely. And um, what uh, would you say is their greatest contribution uh, to you in this, in, in, as a husband now and a, and a father, you know? Uh, so my stepfather, uh, David was disciplinarian, uh, not overly strict, but had, you had rules you need to live within. Um, also taught me to work. Uh, and so those were two things that if I could take the best parts of the discipline and then the, the instruction that, that work is important, if you're going to make it in life, you need to be able to work and you need to be disciplined enough to keep working. Uh, and then on the flip side with my dad, who was completely affectionate and anything that I wanted to chase, he was 100% behind. I'm not built like a football player, but I continued to play football because my dad gave me the encouragement and was behind me every step of the way when others said, yeah, it's probably not the best thing for you. You're built like a small cheerleader, you know, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe you could pick a better sport. Um, so yeah, so the, the, the support and the discipline coming from both sides. And so my, my fear was that I would take the worst of both of them, but I'm trying to do my best to encapsulate the best from both of them. You know, Matt, that's such a, a strong anointing on what you're saying, because the devil being the accuser of of us mm-hmm. wants to take our failed marriages and say, well, this is not what God intended. It's not what God ordained. But what you just said is that you had the benefit of not having just one dad, but you had two. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I want you to know if you're out there right now and you're just struggling, whether you're a, a, a product of a, of a, of a split home and you're a child that's, that's, you know, struggling with, building a new relationship with a, your, your new dad, so to speak. Um, your new, I, I just really don't like that word step, mm-hmm. but, um, that your, your, um, your second father or mother that God has given you, man, if you will just start looking for those pearls, there's a lot in their life. And, um, I just kind of wonder what would be, what, what would be one word of encouragement from both of you to, a a new husband and wife, it's just now walking that first year out of marriage. Some of them may be in the third or fourth year, and they still hadn't figured out the blending. Mm-hmm. What would be an applicable step, the next step that they should take, that you would encourage them to take, mm-hmm. to um, get on the same page and and be saying the same things? Because, you know, with this podcast, and when, when my staff asked me, would I do this, it Somebody asked me, well, what, what's your vision for this? Mm-hmm. And it's literally, what is your next step? You know, we talked about what would different names of it be. Well, where do I put my foot next? One of the names was turn your lights on. You know, yeah. how do we not over, outrun our headlights? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and literally, where do I put my foot? Where do I put my hand to pull myself up? And so just what would be a thought that you would just give a husband and wife out there right now that's trying to walk this out and figure it out? Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? God first. God first, Luke 14. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then constant communication. I was going to say communicate to to overcome tunnel vision. Uh, I think it's pretty easy for us to assume that 
the way we were raised uh, is similar to how everyone else was raised, right? And so the way that I think kids should be raised is should be the same thing she's thinking, but we've got very different backgrounds in the way mm-hmm. our upbringings. And so if we're not communicating behind the scenes about why we think something should go the way that it goes or, or that we want it to go, we are completely disconnected if we're not talking that out. And when you are talking, it gives you some more ground to stand on because I know how to move forward knowing exactly what she's thinking or, or close to what she's right. thinking or where she's coming from and vice versa. That's a great word. And so do you guys like, I mean, not over little stuff, but when there's something significant, do you do you, you come together and you talk about it and then you move forward with the, the plan of action? I would say almost every I time. I think so, almost. every time, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of a good example of that. Um well, that's I can't a, think of anything recent, but so we've talked about the disciplinary side. Let's talk about the other side of it. You know, okay. the the benefits of it. Matt, Matt, tell me about the benefits of being able to be a dad to children that are not your biological children. Uh, being given the opportunity to inspire them and show them some new things, uh, educate. There's a, there's reward in educating, right? I, I don't know that I've ever thought of it that way. Uh, there was a day where I had to keep the kids because she was working. She was teaching on one of their breaks. And so I took them out to some nasty swamp water that she would never go to. I did not to. approve of. And, uh, Alligators <laughs> in it. Yes. <laughs> probably so, out of Kincaid. And there's this little island kind of hidden off, but you got to go through some nasty, like, for me it was over my head, cause, and I know this because I was having to hold Liam up because he couldn't swim quite right yet. So I'm holding Liam above my head under the water, walking through all this moss to get them to this island. And when we got out there, it was it was such a big deal. Like Kiara found this cave that was that was her whole big thing, and they they didn't think much of it because it didn't look like much on the surface when they got there. But the fact that I literally got to carry them through to get to this place, uh, we had a really good bonding moment that day. And I hated that you weren't there, but it was cool that we got to have that together. That's awesome, and because uh, there's so many benefits, mm-hmm. but you know the struggle robs us mm-hmm. of those joys because yeah. it's like we just focus on man here's where we're struggling here's where we're having problems that we stop to say wait a minute where, where's the wins mm-hmm. you know because uh we we find it so hard to focus on what the wins are mm-hmm. um hey so before we wrap up this part of it um i remember i was going to the airport in peru with one of our pastors marco alva and uh, he has two boys one of them was in school, uh, college, and the other one wasn't quite in college yet. And he was having a lot of problems um, with, with one of the boys. And um, Marco uh, taught himself to play the guitar uh, to the Beatles. Uh, he's nice. well in his 60s. And, um, uh, and he learned a little bit of English through them. And so Marco and I could communicate if it was just the two of us. Um, but it wasn't a lot of extra words, and um, you had to leave, leave a lot of adjectives and you know words of description out mm-hmm. of it. But Marco's two boys, one of them he adopted, and uh, one day he saw the person that was over this facility where he adopted his son from, and he said, "Hey, you want another boy?" And um, he said, "No, no, no. One, one's enough." And he said, "Well, we got his brother in last night," mm-hmm. and he said, "I was wondering if you'd put the two boys back together." And here's what Marco told me in his broken English and my struggling to understand him and him struggling to understand me. He said, Pastor Brad, it's different. He said, it's different when they're not your own children because I literally chose those kids. Mm -hmm. I literally chose Mm -hmm. those children. 
Whereas like when you have a kid, I mean, a lot of times you don't even plan for it. I mean, right. here it is. And uh, we know that in the web household. So, um, <laughs> but God said, um, it was such a heavy moment mm-hmm. where he said, I love those boys so much. I chose both of them. And you know, Matt, not only did you fall in love with Shannon, but I mean, you chose to be a second dad mm-hmm. to her kids. And I, I just want you to know, kudos to any person who's out there um, loving kids that are not their own biologically. And uh, I want you to know, if you'll love them like they're your own biologically, uh, they'll love you like you're their parent biologically. Mm-hmm. I have seen that in in many scenarios. And, um, uh, man, God honors it. Man, thank you for for sharing on that. Hey, one other thought though, what does it what does it look like, Matt? Now all of a sudden, uh, because the the kids aren't with you right. uh, for a majority of the time, mm-hmm. so now all of a sudden, you know, you guys uh, married uh, two years. Yes, two years July you're married, mm-hmm. um, and now all of a sudden you have a brand new baby mm-hmm. uh, that needs to constantly be attended to and and fed. Matt, tell me about being a dad. Uh, for the first time and what that has just meant to your life. I, I'm just thinking of this right now, but I think the the number one thing you can do as a new dad uh, is make sure you've got the right mother for that kid. <laughs> uh, Shannon has been a rock, and it has been something fascinating to get to watch her uh, baby and love on this child. And, uh, you know, to be a third kid, I, I had this worry that my first was going to be her third, and she wasn't going to love it as hard as I would, you know, before she was here. And uh, that has not been the case. Uh, this woman is all in with that baby, and it's the most wonderful thing to see and to have a front row seat for it. Uh, for just being a dad for the first time, there there aren't words. Uh, everybody told me your life's going to change overnight, and be, even being prepared for that, it was more than I, I expected. Uh, I can remember the second she looked up for the first time when she came out, and she looked up. I was, I was done. I mean, I think we spent the next 30 minutes crying. Mm-hmm in the hospital room and um it's just i don't even know how to explain it so let me ask you a question shannon as as with your with your sweet little baby girl now Mm -hmm. um we we prepare ourselves for all these things Mm -hmm. but yet so many times none of those things we prepared ourselves for even happen right would you agree with that or is that correct statement or incorrect And so, man, I just want to say, if you're a new parent out there, this is your first child, quit fretting. Mm -hmm. You know, quit struggling with trying to make the list of everything that could happen and try to prepare yourself for it. Because most of the time, it's not going to happen. And the things that aren't going to happen is things that you never even thought to be prepared for. Have you guys figured that out yet? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And so, uh, man, I just... um, I believe that Matt and Shannon's testimony is so relevant and that's what we want our podcast to be. We want to be relevant because there's a lot of you out there that's struggling and maybe this podcast, um, has really, this episode is really, uh, spoke to your heart. Maybe you've identified with some things and you're listening to us and man, we just want you to reach out to us, um, at family of grace church, or you can reach out to me on Facebook, um, and uh, if you need somebody to talk to, we, we would love to walk this thing out with you. Um, sometimes we need somebody with skin on that's been there, mm-hmm. done that, uh, to listen to. And, uh, hey, is there a couple of other thoughts you want to share just kind of wrapping up here today? You guys have been phenomenal. Um, 
you know, I just, as a mother, one of the biggest joys that I, I get to witness is Matt being a father to Evangeline and the other two. And um, when we were all together, my heart couldn't have been happier. Um, and that baby has been a blessing. The kids um, have come around with Matt, definitely. Um, Kiera, who's struggled with her relationship with him. Um, but it's just a joy to see how wonderful of a dad he is. And uh, for anyone who has does feel broken and doesn't have hope for the future, just hang on. Stay faithful. Continue to pray. And it can change. And it will change. Stay faithful. Yeah, because it's... It's all about the seasons, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's something better is coming, something worse is coming, but whatever it is, isn't going to last forever. And I think that's the only thing I could say. There are going to be spots where it's it's hard to make it through, and then there's going to be spots that you are so glad that you did hold on and make it through. And uh, we're in one of those spots now. Where we're mm -hmm. glad we held on. That's a wonderful testimony. And uh, man, as you think about that, um, a couple of takeaways I have that maybe you are out there and you're listening, and you can just kind of put these to work in your life. Number one, if you find yourself in a blended situation or you know a friend uh, that is going through this, share this podcast because I think the first thing is you need to understand the walls of protection. We have defense mechanisms for a reason. Mm -hmm. And um, when they go up, I've heard you guys say, don't get discouraged by them. Um, they're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, those kids have defense mechanisms for a reason and you have to love them with those defense mechanisms. Mm -hmm. You're not going to talk those walls down. You're going to have to love them down. Love yes, them. Yep. And, um, that's what I heard y'all say. And so, man, if you're out there today and if it's you or a friend, you know, or a family member and they're dealing with these barriers, um, these, these, these porcupine needles, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, you can love them. You can love them down. Mm -hmm. Uh, the second thing that I really heard you guys say today that was important is that neither one of you rebounded. Both of you found yourself in a divorce. It was not of your own making and you didn't, you didn't go, um, looking for somebody else. Um, you let God connect you mm -hmm. through your pastor's wife, mm -hmm. uh, friend, and uh, she heard from the Lord, and, and she felt impressed to make that connection and in God's time. And so I just want to encourage you, maybe you're in that divorce phase and you feel like, man, nobody will ever love me again. Uh, God's got somebody for you. you. But here's the most important part. You are the very best for somebody else. And when I see Matt and Shannon... I see that they are the best for each other. It's not that you're not the best, but are you the best for each other? Mm. Are you God's best for that? That's one thing that I think we've yet to see the, the um, product of all these um, dating, dating apps and um, uh, hookup sites, you know, like where you perfect match. Mm -hmm. I heard, I, here's what I heard y'all say. Shannon said, where I'm weak, match strong. And then where Matt's has weakness, Shannon's strong. That's the beauty of marriage, that God's not wanting us to be the exact same. Right. Most of the times, he wanting us wants us to be opposite so that we can really uh, complement one another mm -hmm. and not, not be the mirror of right. one another. Um, and then also I heard you say, man, that uh, God's, just, God's just looking for an opportunity to bless us. Mm -hmm. Be still. That season seems like it may be long, 
but weeping may endure for the night, but joy will come in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, seasons are for a purpose. If it was always winter, we would hate it. If it was always summer, we would hate it. You know, and so there's those times where they're very short lived seasons sometimes, like spring and fall in Louisiana. Maybe it's only two <laughs> weeks. But man, the hard times make you appreciate the good times like nothing else. So, man, if you're out there and you're going through a season, uh, I just want you to know that you're not alone. There's somebody out there that's willing to walk beside you and help you out. And so I just want to remind you again that you can reach out to us. Um, reach out to me on Facebook, uh, uh, Brad Webb at, um, on Facebook at, at FOG. And, um, man, reach out to us at Family of Grace. I mean, we're a church that uh, believes we have one purpose, and it's to take a functional gospel that Jesus gave us to a dysfunctional world and help make the difference. And Matt and Shannon, thank you so much for uh, just carving out a little bit of time today to share your story. And I know that your story will help others. So, hey, remember today as you're out there and you're fighting the good fight, whatever you're going through, whatever you're doing, remember to stay humble and hustle hard. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We hope you enjoyed and it blessed you. If you would like to keep up with Pastor Brad, you can follow him at facebook.com at Pastor Brad Webb FOG. We'll see you later.